friend. Welcome to Pink Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Clayton. This is the show where we talk about working moms, women, and all things girl power. Hi, welcome to the episode. Today we have Stephanie Bagley. I'm super excited. So Stephanie, will you go ahead and just introduce yourself? Tell us what you do. Sure. My name is Stephanie Ann Bagley, and I am a visual brand designer and photographer. So what I do is I help women feel amazing in whatever they're doing, whether it's just having pictures taken for their business or for themselves, for their spouse, or if they want to rebrand their business, they also can do that as well. Awesome. So what got you started on this career path? Like what made you start your own business? Oh my gosh. Okay. So if I can be completely honest, (laughs) I got started on this business because we were broke, broke college students. I had already graduated. My, I was putting my husband through school and then we got pregnant. And for some reason I was always planning on being like that working mom. But as soon as the baby was born, it just felt wrong. Like I felt like I needed to be home with my baby. And instantly my mind was like, how am I going to make money? You know, (laughs) be home with the baby and put my husband through school. And so I don't have any entrepreneurs in my family. I don't know anybody who's an entrepreneur. And so I was really struggling trying to figure out this roadmap. And uh, I tried everything from making hair bows and selling, like baby headbands and baby tutus and selling them to, you know, tried everything. And then I stumbled on photography based on an experience that I had. And then I was like, this is it. And so that's when I became a photographer. And that's how I got started. So you've just taken a shift in your job in your career, um, in your business. So explain a little bit about like your brand specialty that you've kind of added. Okay. So I have taken a shift. This is super recent, like (laughs) the last 30 days. But what I've noticed is I would brand women with their photographs, right? Not just for headshots or personal branding, but even in a boudoir session, Mm. I'm helping that woman rebrand herself as who she wants to become, not what she sees herself now. And I didn't realize how much I do in photo shoots that goes along with branding. And so as soon as I started doing these and women started having more and more photo shoots with me, they started asking me, Hey, could you rebrand my website? Could you rebrand this? Could you rebrand that? And so I started to expand my sense of branding to not only photo shoots, but actually doing people's websites and Instagrams and stuff. And so the shift that I'm taking into my business is teaching women how to brand themselves, how to find their ideal client, how to speak to them, how to really narrow down on their niche so that they can serve to the best of their abilities. Because I believe all these women entrepreneurs They have such amazing potential. They have such amazing services and people can't find them because they don't know you're talking to them. And so I think making that shift and helping women, you know, speak to that one person is going to help them impact so many more people instead of just speaking to everybody. And so that's the kind of shift that I'm doing. I'm starting my own podcast in the next few months. Um, I'm releasing a brand course in September and then also a membership site for creative entrepreneurs who just need help. So that's kind of the shift that I'm taking. I know. I am so stoked. (laughs) I love this. Well, and that's kind of how we connected is that I saw you speak at Utah Leading Ladies. You did an awesome, um, you were the main speaker and you talked about, you know, taking good selfies and finding good lighting and 
um, taking good pictures. And I was like taking notes frantically. It was my <laughs> first meeting. And I was like, this girl is awesome. You have short hair. I have short hair. And I was like, you have so much personality and so peppy. And I remember went up to you after and I was like, hi, um, like short haired sisters need to stick together. I think I said something like that. <laughs> right, so true. But, um, and then we, like you ended up helping me rebrand and you did my website, which I absolutely love. And I was kind of trying to do the same thing that you just said. I was trying to reach everyone mm-hmm. as a virtual assistant. And because of that, I was reaching no one Yeah. and I wasn't being true to myself. And you were so good at being like, okay, what is it you love? What is it you specialize in? What is it that's you? Like, what are your colors that scream? And I was like, well, pink. And you're like, well, then go for it. Right? So true. <laughs> and it, it was really life-changing for me. And I feel like I always refer people to you because I'm like, you need to you need to rebrand, you need to get good photos, and you need your website to look good. Stephanie's your girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, totally. And I... Um, I just love how you help women, like you said, find their true selves. Because I think unless you find your true voice and your true style, you aren't going to reach your ideal clients because you're still trying to find yourself, you know? And so I'm super excited for your course and your membership website. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) Can I add something? Oh my goodness. So I feel like, speaking of true self, I feel like that's a really hot topic right now. Like, True. oh, find who you are, be who you are. But what does that actually mean and what does that actually entail? And I think it's interesting. We grow up in a world where everyone's telling us who to be and who to become. And so to actually be your true self, it takes more than you know a fancy quote and just mm-hmm. a few affirmations. It takes a lot of self-work because you're stripping away the years of people telling you, Okay, don't be too loud. Oh, don't be too bossy. You just need to be kind and serve. You just need to do this. Telling them what it means to be a woman. You know, a woman is kind. A woman is loving. A woman is soft-spoken. A woman does what she does. A woman... But that's not... That's not what women are, but that's kind of what you're raised. I was reading a book, and she said that women are raised to be um, in service of other people and to be kind. And you think about it and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, whether you were the oldest sister and you helped babysit, if you had a brother, an older brother, he didn't do the same stuff that you did. You know, there's so many things that you did just because you're a woman, because of what it looks like in the home. And, you know, even culturally, when you look at uh, magazines or advertisement, how are women usually, you know, are they usually looking at themselves of, oh, look at how amazing I am? Or are they looking sexy and seductive for the men viewing them? Mm -hmm. You know, so we always, we learn and we grow up to, in order to be good, in order to be a good woman or a good girl, we've got to be something for other people. We don't learn that we need to be something just for ourselves and accept, you know, if we're loud, accepting that. If we have a funny laugh, accepting that. If we're a little quirky, accepting that. And so I think learning how to be yourself takes a long time stripping those years and also coming back to like wait what does make me happy mm-hmm. what what traits do I love about myself you know and bring it back remembering those things and then strengthening that and then infusing your social media your website all the content that you create just putting it out there um, I rebranded myself back in I want to say it was September of last year mm-hmm. and uh, 2018 and it was crazy because I 
I had never been a photographer before, right? So I'm new, I've been a photographer about four years, but I had never seen an entrepreneur, I didn't know what that looked like, and all the photographers that I was watching, they all looked so serious, and I was like, man, if I would have stepped into this business world, I gotta put on my business pants on and look serious and be professional, so I started wearing all black. I started, um, my website was very cold. I had like a little splash of like blush pink in my logo and I was like, oh, is that too much? You know, like I'm so scared and nervous. Ah, what if they found out? I'm really fun. Oh my gosh. And then in September, I had this huge change and I was like, you know what? This is who I am. I'm going to show it because I feel like I was getting and building imposter syndrome because I put out this completely different person on my website and yet when they met me in person, they're like, wait a minute, you're not put together. You're not like <laughs> Miss Fancy Pansy. You know, you like saying weird words like Fancy Pansy and, <laughs> you know, laughing and all this stuff. And, and so you have I, pink hair. And I have yes. pink hair. And so I Love. needed to show that. So I put color on my website, pink, green, yellow, blue, um, a lot of white. I have fun pictures with me laughing. I'm in a pink shirt. And I just made it. In my mind, as I was creating this website, I was like, who is going to like this? It looks like a kid, you know, kid colors, childish play like fun. And you know what? The response has been amazing because of that website, because of me rebranding. I'm having more people want to book shoots with me because they're like they're looking at all the other photographers. They see my website and they're like, oh, we'd have a good time, you know, <laughs> instead of, oh, she looks so serious. Do I want to do this? Yeah. And so if your personality is more serious, awesome. There are clients that are specifically for you that are going to completely jive with your vibe that you're putting out in the world. If you're fun and p- playful, embrace that. And I think that's one of the things that we talked about when you wanted to like add pink to your website and you're like, I don't know, I want to, you know, attract these type of people. And I'm like, but it's you and embracing who you are, whether you think it's silly, childish, no one will care. Those are the things that people are going to care about. And they're going to have that me too factor, right? They're going to look at your website and Oh, she likes pink. Oh good. Me too. I was told I couldn't (laughs) like it my whole life, but she's doing it. It's okay to admit it. Or she likes, what's the Coke that you like? Is oh, it Diet, Doc- Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Yeah, you yeah. love Diet Coke. And so putting it out there, so many moms are going to like sigh relief as they're driving <laughs> in their car with their Diet Coke going, someone gets it. You know, like totally. me too. It's those little touches that makes your audience go, oh my goodness, I'm so relieved. Me too. Totally. And come to you for it. Well, and in fact, one of our mutual friends, when I rebranded, said to me, like, it's so refreshing to see, like, your personality come out. And she's like, it makes you very attractive to people looking for your business. And even though her style is totally different, there was something about just being my true self that attracted people. So I think you're spot on. Um, I'm trying to decide if I want to talk to you about... um, (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go with boudoir because I think it segues into it beautifully. But you love doing boudoir sessions. And I just had my... I'm so excited. I'm so glad you did it. I'm just going to say... She going to say she just did one? Yes. And it it was really, really good. And you helped me get out of my comfort zone and, like, feel beautiful with who I am. And, um... I want you to just talk about kind of about that experience. Like, what's it like to photograph boudoir and why do you like it? Okay, I love, 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 love photographing boudoir for so many 
so many reasons. And I do want to preface this with, you know, I am a religious woman. Mm -hmm. I do go to church all the time. And I think a lot of people put boudoir of like, oh, I'm not Not that kind of person. (laughs) You know, I go to church. Um, That's great. Um, (laughs) But I boudoir, and this is what kind of happened. I actually had a lady three years ago ask for boudoir. And I posted this recently on Instagram where I was like, I was so nervous when she asked me if she, if I could photograph her, you know, in a boudoir style. And I was like, I have never done that before. Is that okay? Like (laughs) had this complete moment. And I started looking online for boudoir images. Don't do it. You'll (laughs) come across so much raunchy stuff. Maybe clarify what boudoir is if no one knows. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, that's great. So boudoir is kind of like essence of stripping down and just taking pictures of women in their purest form. And whether that is uh, nude or whether that is with lingerie on, you know, however the woman feels comfortable, but it's not hiding behind clothes. It's not hiding behind dresses. It's just, I don't know. That's how I view boudoir is like stripping it down Mm. to the woman, just embracing herself and being in her moment. And um, that's why I love it so much. And when I was looking online, man, they were like so many booty shots, so many like, totally risque shots. And if you want those shots, great. I'm not your photographer. But when I was looking at him, I was like, it's missing the essence. I felt like these boudoir shots were still for the man. Mm. They weren't for the woman herself because how many of us are going to get a picture of our booty and go, yeah, like that (laughs) explains all about me. I am my butt. You know, it's no, you know, women were so complicated and we are so complex and we have so many beautiful details about us that we want to capture them all. We want to capture that we're a woman. We want to capture that we're sensual. We want to capture that we're kind. We want to capture that we're spunky or maybe living a little on the edge. You know, there's so many different parts of our personality and who we are that we want to show. It's not just our butt. And so I couldn't find that style of photography that I really want to photograph. So I just decided to do it my own way. And to this day, I really haven't found anyone who does photography in the style that I do. And some of the rules that I have is I always make sure that a face is present in the photo. Um, Being religious, you know, there's a huge thing with pornography um, and kind of, you know, fight against porn and, you know, um, all these different things that try to help, you know, men and women have better marriages and stuff. And so I didn't want to create pornography. And so I looked and did research and I found this... um, this study where they studied the male brain and the different parts of his brain that went off. And so they showed a picture of like a woman and in the male's brain, it, you know, signaled person. They showed a child signaled person. They showed a hammer in the brain. It signaled tool. If they showed a part of a woman's body with no face, Mm. it showed up in their brain as a tool. As soon as there was a face in it, even if it was just like a lip, you know, their face, it put it in their brain human. Mm. And so that's like a huge thing for me with boudoir as well is it's not porn. It's the most beautiful sense of you embracing yourself, embracing all parts of your personality that you can. And there's always a face in my image. Um, and just bringing it back to the woman. So in a lot of my pictures, you'll see, even with my boudoir images, the face is very prevalent. I believe, you know, eyes are Mm. the window to the soul. And when you take a woman where she's feeling maybe a little self-conscious. She's stripped down to more than maybe she wants to be. Okay, that's me. (laughs) But when she looks at you in that camera, in that moment being so vulnerable, there is such beauty in her Mm. eyes. And so that's why in a lot of my boudoir pictures, it's all about the eyes. 
all about how she's feeling and how, how she wants to start creating and making herself after this photo shoot. So I love that. I love that. Well, and I love that you talked about um, just your study of pornography because I grew up really religious too. And I still believe, you know, like you, that pornography can do damage to oh, families sure. and to marriages and can can give this like false sense of sexuality and intimacy. And um, I love that idea of helping women be confident with themselves. And, you know, it was a really good, ex- I'm still processing it. <laughs> it was a really good experience for me because in a sense, it kind of relates back to the other episode I did about like modesty and shame is like when you're re- raised in a really re- religious background it can be really good but also if we're not careful we can really shame women in their body make them feel like you can't be too sexy you have to cover up and I feel like what you're doing is really helping women sort of undo that shame and say like I mean you're not a prostitute if you want to <laughs> show, you know yeah. the, for, for these pictures for you and for your husband and like finding who you really are, like like you said, stripped down. I love that. Oh, I love sure. that. I love that. Yeah, I did my own <laughs> boudoir pictures because awesome. I had been watching for the past, you know, three years, and all my clients say the same thing. Oh my goodness, this session was so healing. It was so healing. And I hear that over and over. So healing, so healing, so healing. And so I was like, you know what? I bought these gorgeous, like Victoria's Secret Angel Wings. They're like <laughs> blush pink and heaven sent. And I was like, oh, I did a shoot with with a client in them. And afterwards I was like, I want my own pictures. So I had my husband take some pictures of me in the wings and I tell you, they are gorgeous. Thank you. (laughs) I have to tell you that was so emotional for me. I had to like, after the photo shoot, I had to go home and just like have a good cry and process everything that happened. And I was just standing there looking in my mirror in these gorgeous wings and this, you know, little black dress and as I was looking in the mirror, I just saw like, wow, I, I don't know even how to describe it. Like I'm still processing my, it myself, but I just so much like, I'm sorry, like staring at my body and realizing that it is good, that God created women's bodies for so many purposes. Wow. Like I'm like staring at it and I'm like, wow, this body brought me three children. Yes. This body has done so many amazing things. This body is so good and so beautiful. And um, it just helped, like, forgive myself for the, you know, I've had kids. My oldest is five. So six years being pregnant and, you know, like sure. body changing. And my negative body talk really did start when I, my body started changing dramatically with children. Sure. And so as I was staring at myself at the mirror, it was almost this, like, very healing forgiveness of myself for all the damage I've done to myself. Like no one did it to me. You know, I was the one saying all these negative things to myself. And it was just a really precious moment with me in the mirror, just saying, Oh my gosh, thank you body for all you've done. And I am so, so sorry for how I've treated you. And it was just, it was a super tender moment. And I still don't know how to like explain all of the feelings because there was so much, but it really was. It was so healing. And I now just want to shoot it from the rooftops being like, <laughs> every woman needs to do this yes. because it's not until you do it that you realize how powerful it is. Like it, it, it's a powerful moment mm-hmm. where you just fully accept yourself, all your flaws or what you think are flaws, yeah, all of your strengths. And you just get to be in that moment with yourself. 
Well, and I love that you said, uh, thanks for sharing that, by the way. Uh, I know that's <laughs> like, that's a really personal experience, but I love too how you said you had to apologize to yourself, oh, sure. like to your body. And I think we as women can all relate. We struggle with body image. We, you know, I don't know if it's our culture or our country we live in. I don't know. But we, it's like, we have to undo that. And there's something about our body we don't love. We're always wanting something better. And just, I love that idea of being willing to say, like, I accept you for you. And God made you beautiful how you are. And really believing it. It's so empowering. I love that. Um, How do you, going back to kind of to, like, being a working mom and you know, having your business and being a mother too, how do you find like that work home balance? Like what are, what helps you? Yeah. First of all, it's mother three. And, uh, I don't think there is such thing as work life balance. So if any of you are listening to this podcast going, Oh my goodness, Stephanie, I've got the answer. Tell me because I don't think there is. And if there is, I haven't figured it out. Like, I feel like I do my best to make sure my kids are loved that they know that they can come to me whenever. Like, I'm never too busy for my kids. Um, but that's it. And then, the, <laughs> and then they're fed. And other than yeah. that, that's balance for me. You know, I feel like whenever there's parts of my life that are succeeding and flourishing, there's parts of my life that are going down the toilet. Yes. And then before it gets flushed down too far, I'm like, I didn't pick you up. And then something else falls, you know, like. And so right now with the shift in my business, you know, a lot of my focus right now is my business. And so there's things that are getting flushed down the toilet, like my laundry (laughs) and cooking like three homemade meals a day. Like, I'm not going to lie. I think I've chicken nuggeted, you know, lunches like every day this week, you know? So just simple things like that. So I don't really think there is a work-life balance. Mm -hmm. So if you're like me and don't have one, girlfriend, you're doing okay. Like you're fine. And your kids still feel loved. And that's what's important. Yeah. You know, all the other stuff is just icing on the cake. Okay. I love this because as a mother of three, three myself, same. Right? Like, I'm such a perfectionist. So I used to be like, okay, I got to have like the perfect balance. But finally, after the third kid, I'm just like, I have nothing. I know. In fact, I went through my blog and like deleted all of my <laughs> blog posts about motherhood because I was like, I know no tips. <laughs> are they are not realistic you know and I love what you said about just like making sure your kids feel loved make sure they're fed and I think you know it's really good for our kids to see us with a career I think it's good for them to see like mom has hobbies mom has things that bring her joy it's not just all about like the home and I think sometimes on good days they step up because they know I think our kids know how to be independent oh they do because they're like mama's on the phone and we yes they bug us but they've had to learn i maybe i'm just speaking more myself they've had to learn to like make their own sandwich sometimes and like get themselves because they know like it's not all about mom doing it for you i don't know (laughs) there was a book that i read called finding your extraordinary and it's a phenomenal book and there was one chapter in it that like completely healed my soul because as I was starting out as an entrepreneur, you do, you have that battle where you're like, oh, I should be a better mom. And then you go with your kids and you're like, oh, I should be working on my business. And then you work on your business. And then you're like, oh, I should be cleaning the house. Like you're just never at the right place apparently or at the right time. And this chapter, and I wish I could remember which chapter it was, but she wrote a chapter and it like changed my world. And she talked about the importance of both types of moms 
the stay-at-home moms that you know don't work and just focus on the kids, and then the moms that do work, whether it's outside of the house or in the house, and our mom as well. The world needs both, mm-hmm. and your children were sent to you because they needed what you have to offer. Love. So if you're an entrepreneur mom, your kids needed that. So you are in the right place at the right time. If you're a mom who just likes to stay home and do crafts, awesome. Your kids were right for you. They were sent to you for a reason. Perfect. Like. There was no mismatch. I don't believe there are any mistakes with that. And what part in her chapter that she talked about that like made me ball? I was like in the gym working out, <laughs> listening to this chapter, and I was like starting to cry. And I'm like, maybe if I can move my arms around, it will look like sweat. You know, as I'm wiping it off my face, it's so embarrassing. Um, but I loved it because she talked about how the world needs both. And the stay-at-home moms are needed because they're the moms that are watching the neighborhood, going into the schools, volunteering for hours. They're the ones that are inviting you know, other kids into their home to play. And they're helping them. They're making those crafts with your kids. You know, they're, they're making snacks and preparing food. You know, we need those moms. And on the flip side, we need the moms that work. We need the moms who are working at home, showing their kids what it means to go after your dream, what it means to work hard, that it's not a man-dominated world. Women can do just as many things as men can. You know, we can be a CEO if we want to. We can start businesses if we want to. And we, as working moms, are teaching the kids where their mom stays at home we are the example for their kids showing them what they're capable of because those stay-at-home moms you know yes they're probably teaching their kids that they can stay home and be a mom too but they're also telling their kids that they can go after their dreams that they can be whoever they want to be and if the working moms weren't around you just think in the industries you know who would these little girls look up to yeah right i can't be who i want to be there's no one else doing it but if she can see their next door neighbor mom who's kicking butt and owning her own business. And she's like, suddenly it seems possible. What my mom is telling me is right. I can be whoever I want because my neighbor's mom does this and she's crushing it. We need both. We need both. both. And so I think it's don't feel guilty if you're one or the other. Embrace it and excel at it and go forward with no shame or embarrassment or I should be this, I should be that. Cut out the shoulds and just own it. Because your kids are watching, your neighbor's kids are watching, children at church, schools, they're all watching you. So whatever your strength is, whether it's staying home and being mom full-time or being mom part-time, you know, and working part-time or working full-time and being mom after hours, own it. Yes. Love, 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 love. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) I totally agree. And I think I'm so glad that we're changing in society and culture to show that, like, women can do so much and it's good and it's okay and it's needed and um I love what you said about like showing even the girls in your community that it's to follow your heart and like you said there are so many moms that do so well with the homemaking and they have beautiful you know they have beautiful homes and beautiful meals and they're teaching their kids domestic skills and nurturing and But it's okay if that's not you, you know? I love that. I had a therapist tell me once, like, you are the mom your kids need. Exactly what the book said. And that was, like, so, like, such a shift for me. So, love this! Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Did you want to add any last things? You're good? Okay. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to add your links to our, the bio, to the summary. And so people can reach out and see some of your awesome stuff you're doing and follow you on social media. So 
Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It was so awesome. And um, I'm excited to see you all next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to Pink Girl Podcast. Join us next time.